Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's dive straight in to today's stories. Now, our first story does follow with an update from Freckled KitKat, who says, Am I the asshole for getting upset at my husband for eating part of our dinner for his lunch? As a bit of background, my husband lost his mum in January. Since then, he's been growing more and more depressed, easily irritable, paranoid, delusional, and more childlike in his behavior. After months of pleading with him, he finally saw a counselor in July, where he was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. Then two days later, he quit his job without talking to me about it. We've been together for over 10 years and these past nine months have been the worst of our relationship. He is no longer the patient, sweet, kind and loving man that I married. We went out of town on Saturday and on our way back, stopped at a barbecue restaurant to pick up dinner for one night this week. Even though my husband is no longer working, I'm still doing about 90% of the cooking, cleaning and taking care of the kids. It used to be more like 55%. So grabbing dinner for one night this week eases the burden off of me to make dinner and clean up as we have sports every Monday to Thursday evening. The money that I used for his barbecue dinner was from my fun money budget that I could have easily spent on something more selfish rather than a dinner for the family. On Sunday afternoon, I noticed that the barbecue container was sitting out on the counter and felt room temperature like it had been sitting there for a while. When I opened it up, I noticed that about 25% of the barbecue was gone from the container. I confronted my husband about why he would eat part of that dinner that was planned for another night and then leave the container out on the counter. My husband blew up and called me selfish and childish. This resulting in him screaming that he wants a divorce, stomping around like a child and slamming almost every door in the house. Since then, he hasn't said a word to myself or the kids other than for me to leave him alone. I don't feel like I was wrong to be upset about him eating the food that was supposed to be safer later and there was plenty of other food to eat in the house. However, given his reaction, I would really like some strangers' opinions on if I'm being unreasonable asshole. Look, you're definitely not the asshole in this situation and by the way, it does follow with an update again, but you're not the asshole in this situation. You both knew that the barbecue food was for later on in the week and it was for a dinner that was, you know, to ease the stress off of you because you're dealing with everything right now. So that 100% makes you not the asshole. And whilst we always say, you know, mental health or anything like that is never an excuse to be an asshole, there is clearly something going on here from, you know, when he lost his mum. It seems like that was what triggered all of this. And you said he, he changed from the patient, sweet and kind and loving man that you married into what what he's going through right now. So to me, 
whilst obviously not diagnosing, he's already been diagnosed with it. And I do wonder if he's taken any sort of medication to help him through as well, as well as the therapy sessions. And as you know, if you've been with the channel for a little while, I've been for a, like a wild couple of years, losing relatives and things like that. And I had a moment myself where I had to go to the doctors and say, you know, I'm not feeling right. And this is the reason why all sorts of thoughts going through my head that I just could not control. And, you know, I was put on medication, I think it's Cetraline, and I was on that for a little while, and it definitely helped me out and balanced me out. Obviously, it's not going to work for everyone, and I remember the doctor telling me that you may have to try lots of different medications before you find the one that's for you, or none might not be for you in the end, and you just need a therapy session. But it definitely helped me out, and I wonder, again, not diagnosing here because I don't really know, I wonder if that would help out. But again, and it may sound harsh, if he doesn't help himself at some stage, you need to step back and, you know, your health is important, your family's health is important, and you need to look after those two if hubby doesn't help himself. But I really hope he does, and that's what I'm hoping from the update. But let's check out some comments before we move to the update. One from Unit Healthy who says, Not the asshole. Maybe all things considered, tell him you agree a divorce is the best interest of all. He's contributing nothing but stress and trouble to the family. Don't bury me in hatred for this, but a 30-year-old man who can't function or work nine months after his mum's death is a very troubled person. And you've got a life to live and kids to raise. We all lose our mums. Hopefully we are adults with our own families by the time that sad day comes, like Opie's husband. Essex Catwoman says not the arsehole, and his reaction based on your post is unusual. This sounds like something to do with his depressive disorder, and I would be encouraging him to keep seeing this therapist, speak to his primary care regarding medicine, etc., it's understandable that he's going through a tough time. That doesn't give him a free pass on behavior. Opie replies saying he needs to get on some sort of medication. His therapist suggested it, but he doesn't want to take it. He just has excuse after excuse. He isn't taking ownership of any of his actions, which is making this whole situation much more difficult. Mild attitude says not the asshole. Since he wants a divorce and wants to be left alone, you should be talking to a divorce attorney. He's gone from just being sad to lashing out at you and your children. It's not really about food. Particular fun says not the asshole. That's not okay. Doesn't matter how depressed you are, your actions still have consequences. If I were in your shoes, my reply would have been, divorce granted, now get the fuck out. I'd go talk to a divorce lawyer, but I don't feel with crap like that. I'd rather be a single parent than to parent a grown-ass man along with actual children. OP replies to that one saying, It's so difficult because he was never like this before his mum passed. I'm really tired of waiting for him to stop acting like a victim and start acting like an adult that he needs to be. And one more from Proud World 6241 who says not the asshole. Maybe him leaving for a bit would do everyone good. This cannot be healthy for your kids and it certainly isn't doing your marriage any good. He needs to work on himself. You need better than just surviving. Some marriages don't survive trauma. Perhaps therapy could help you manage too. Now we're going to move on to the update to see what that says. And the update says, I wanted to provide an update in regards to my post from almost two weeks ago and to sincerely thank every person who commented or messaged me. Prior to posting on the Am I the Arsehole community, I truly thought that I was being selfish and unreasonable. My husband's mind games has worked and I was doubting my own moral compass. However, after reading through the comments, I realized that my husband was being a huge arsehole. A few days later, I talked with my husband and explained to him how I felt like he was minimizing my feelings, how I felt betrayed that he quit his job without discussing it with me, how I can't have a meaningful conversation with him anymore because he either deflects, lies, or gets angry about how I don't deserve to be treated that way. I wish that I had a happy ending to tell you, that the come to Jesus moment worked and he vowed to change. 
However, he decided to move out. I believe that his intention was to hurt me by moving out, but all I felt was relief. Relief from feeling like I've been walking around on eggshells for months and that I didn't have to deal with this increasingly erratic behavior. I also felt brave enough to talk to my friends about what had been occurring behind closed doors. Talking with my friends helped tremendously and from those conversations, I found out that my husband's new BFF that he's been hanging out with regularly since his mum died is an addict, meth and heroin addict. And then it all made perfect sense. The mood swings, the paranoia, the irritability, the delusions. I 99.9% .9 believe that my husband is on some sort of drugs. I again talked to my husband and he denied everything called me narcissistic, said that I have a big ego that I need to get out of my ivory tower. I'm self-righteous and that I'm abusive towards him, of which he has zero examples of when I pushed back on that statement. I told him that I needed for him to commit to getting sober for the marriage to work. He dodged the question multiple times and finally said, that is an ultimatum. I don't react well to those. Unfortunately, I now have to walk away before his behavior escalates any further. I have to protect myself and my children. I can't win against addiction. I have an attorney on retainer. I just need to figure out the best way forward with an angry addict husband who will probably be surprised that I'm no longer playing nice. Again, thank you to everyone who commented, upvoted comments and messaged me. I'm so grateful that my eyes were opened enough to stop making excuses for him and blaming myself. And while it's not 100% like positive update, I think it is positive in some ways for your family, for yourself to be getting out of that situation. It doesn't seem to be accepting help, accepting your advice and, and like you said, that you just can't have conversations with him anymore because he deflects lies and gets angry. And no, and you're totally right. You do not deserve to be treated that way. So getting yourself and your children out of that situation is probably the best way forward it's going to be. And don't get me wrong, I do have empathy to anyone who's going through addictions and depression and stuff like that as well. It must be an incredibly dark time for that person in their life. But as I said before, it's not an excuse to treat another human like shit. But also to mention, I hope that OP does take necessary precautions you know, for their future. If they are worried about, you know, how the husband may act, I hope they're doing stuff, you know, maybe even moving, changing the locks, doing whatever to keep themselves safe and secure in this time. And especially if, if he is a drug addict, that they're securing their finances as well, because you don't know what he might do. If he's, if he is that deep in it, he might be spending money like every single day. I don't know how much money spent on drugs, but I've, I can imagine it's quite a lot. But let me know your thoughts on our first story. What advice would you give to OP after that update? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
story. And our next story comes from Forward Friend 9639 titled, Am I the asshole for getting angry at my parents after they refuse to look after my children? I, 25 female, have two children, my son four and my daughter two. Raising two children at a young age has been really difficult. However, I was able to graduate from college with a good degree and start a career that I'm happy with. Despite this, the struggle of trying to juggle the responsibility of looking after my kids and focusing on my career is stressful to say the very least. My fiance, 26, also works full time, which only compounds the issue. Up until now, my parents have been watching my children on Saturday nights so me and my fiance can have time to ourselves. My parents are retired. I was recently offered a promotion at work. While I enjoy the new position, it involves me working more hours, which only makes my home life more difficult. I told my parents that I'd really appreciate it if they could watch my kids on Tuesday and Thursday nights as well, so as to alleviate my stress levels. However, they refused, saying they're doing more than enough by looking after my kids on Saturday night. We had an argument after this, when my parents threatened to stop watching my kids on Saturday night. This annoyed me and I responded by saying that if they're going to put me in a compromising position, then they're not going to come to my wedding. We haven't spoken since and I have had to look after my kids on Saturday night, which has been stressful for both me and my fiance. I feel as though that since they're retired, there's nothing wrong with asking them to pull their weight more and help me out with my kids. Am I missing something? Am I the arsehole? I'll tell you what you're missing. They are not their kids. And it's one of those ones that I sit back and think, there can't be someone out there like this who thinks they're so entitled to their parents' time to look after, you know, their children. And you're totally right. They're retired now. So they want to enjoy their time, their peace and quiet. And I wouldn't blame them one bit for it. I'm sure they do want to see their grandchildren, but they don't want them palmed off on them for three nights of the week. And the cheeky so-and-so saying, asking them to pull their weight. I mean, what the hell? Absolutely, you're the asshole in this one to me. But they don't know, we know says, is this a joke? <laughs> you're the asshole without a doubt. They are your kids, not your parents. They are doing you one hell of a favor by watching them every Saturday night, just so you can have some time off. You are unbelievably ungrateful, and I sincerely hope this is a troll. <laughs> Illustrious B says, grandparents are not on-demand babysitters. Do what the rest of the world does and get appropriate childcare. If the new job is so great, that shouldn't be a problem unless you're cheapskates. Let your parents enjoy their retirement and stop forcing your responsibilities onto them because you feel entitled. Apprehensive Sand says, you're the asshole. Your parents are not your nanny. You're asking for a favor and then getting salty when they say no. It's not their job to raise your kids. If they want to help, that's awesome, but you're acting as if this is their duty. It isn't, accept what help they're giving you or get a nanny. Kidnap the Sandy Claw says, hire a babysitter. You are the asshole. Your parents owe you nothing. You made the choice to stay pregnant and keep your kids. You need to figure out a way to give yourself the downtime without demanding your parents still provide for you. Emil says, you're the asshole. They shouldn't have to pull their weight because they are not the parents. You are. Just because they are retired does not obligate them to kid responsibilities. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Do the grandparents have any responsibility for the grandchildren? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one.
And before we get into the next story, I just want to mention that it's about rehoming a cat. And I remember someone saying that they would like me to mention it before we read a story like that again. So just giving you the warning if you want to use the timestamps in the description below. And it's from both Refrigerator 239 titled, Am I the Arsehole for Telling My Husband to Rehome His Cat? Me and my husband have been living together for one year. When we moved in together, I brought my three-year-old American bully while he brought his 18-year-old cat. We tried to introduce them to one another by initially separating them, then by introducing them to each other's smells, followed by letting them see each other while at a safe distance. They appeared to get along, but after a day, the cat began making its dislike for the dog very clear. I tried describing what this entailed, but my previous post got removed due to it going over the character limit. In response to this, we've taken to keeping the cat and dog separate by gates when there is no one around to supervise them. When we're around, we splash them with a small amount of water if the cat begins to fight with the dog, which worked for a while, until recently, when the cat became relentless in his efforts to go after the dog, even after being splashed with water. As such, we took the cat to our local vet to assess it for any issues. The vet told us that he is perfectly healthy. Another issue that we have to consider is that I'm pregnant. While I'm not saying that the cat would definitely be nasty towards my baby, the way it has acted towards my dog has caused me to worry. I brought up the idea of taking the cat to a cat sanctuary, where it would hopefully be able to find a new home, in a relaxing environment and without fear of being euthanized, since we can't take it to any family members, since his family is refusing to have a cat and my family is in the UK. We argued virtually non-stop about this for days, until my husband finally agreed to take his cat to said cat sanctuary. However, he is still pretty upset with me. I feel really bad for my husband. However, I do feel like it was the right decision, not only for the dog, but our future baby. Am I the arsehole? That was a tough one. Now, I'm going to assume that the husband had the cat for the, the whole of its life, all of the 18 years. And you just put this poor cat in a sanctuary where it's going to likely, I think, live out its last days in that place because who's going to I can't imagine many people who's going to go to a sanctuary and adopt an 18 year old cat and I might be wrong into I might be totally wrong in saying that there, there's a very good chance of that but whenever I've seen articles or, or spoke to people in that sort of circle they always say like people go in there for young dogs because you know they want them to be part of the family for a long time so to me it's likely and this is just what's going through my head right now is is that that they've sent this cat for a stressful last year or couple of years of its life i mean the cat is 18 years old i did a quick google and it says like the average life expectancy was between 14 and 16 years i guess that varies between different types of cats and stuff like that but as far as i'm aware 18 is a very is quite an old age for a cat and i got to say that the post felt very me 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 like like no mention of her you know sending her dog to the sanctuary not that i'm saying that she should but no mention of that at all and I kind of felt like the pregnancy thing was a bit of an excuse, you know, it might harm the baby because of the way it's acting towards the dog. Cats know the difference and they will act very differently to each to each one. And if a hypothetical partner of mine was to say, I want you to get rid of your 18-year-old pet who's been with you all these years, that would raise some serious questions for me about the person that I was with. So I am going to say you're the arsehole in this. But let's check out some comments to see what they say. And Barrel of Tiger says, absolutely, you're the asshole. It's an 18-year-old cat. Not only is it incredibly unlikely to find a new home, but think about how stressful that would be for the poor thing. Please go back and save his cat. I'd honestly never forgive you if I was in his shoes. 
The Golden Nebula says, you're the asshole. Funny how you only seem to be concerned about your dog and what you want. Maybe you should give up your dog too, for the baby's sake. Delusion says, you're the asshole. The cat is 18 years old. Who'd want to adopt an 18-year-old cat with aggressive tendencies, not to mention how hard it would be for the cat after living with someone for 18 years and being rehomed? How about rehoming the dog? No, you don't want to give up the poor dog. Didn't think so, as that would be just as bad. Sorry, but it's on you to make it work and keep them separated. And Crafty Edition says, OP, the way your husband's cat acted towards your dog has zero to do with how it responds to your child. And the cat is 18 years old. That is very old for a cat, meaning it was loved and well cared for for all these years. It makes me sad that its last year or two will not be with the only family it ever knew. You're the arsehole. And one more from Outlander Witch who says, you're the arsehole. Like I don't see how you don't see that. And I absolutely hate to be this person. But if I was in your husband's shoes, this would end the marriage for me. How incredibly eye-opening it must be that he married a heartless person such as you. That cat is 18 years old. Can you imagine someone asking you to rehome your animal after having it for 18 years? Despicable. Now, what do you guys make of this one? This would be a deal breaker for me, but let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from ConflictSad633 titled, Am I the arsehole for spending money I saved for a trip with my dad when he wanted to include his stepdaughter? Back in February, I, 17 female, asked my dad if we could take a weekend trip for Halloween to this haunted house event the two of us had talked about going to before. He said he wasn't sure if he could afford it, but if I saved enough money, we could go. He was going to cover some of it too. I actually saved up the money by early September and told him as much. He then brought up the subject about how cool it would be to include his stepdaughter, 14, and it would be a nice bonding trip for all three of us. He asked me how I felt about that and I told him I didn't want to include her. I wanted it to be just the two of us. He asked why and I told him we never do stuff just the two of us anymore and I want that time with him. He said I get plenty of time with his wife. I said she's not him. That I wanted more time him and me, not everyone together. Not me and his wife or me and his stepdaughter. He told me okay, it could be just us. Then his wife blabbed because he didn't tell her I had said no. Then his stepdaughter wanted to go and he told me he couldn't say no to her after that. So I told him to forget it. I bought myself some stuff with the money I had saved. This upset my dad and his wife and his stepdaughter. My dad and his wife told me I responded like a child instead of an almost adult. His stepdaughter said I was so mean. Why would I do that? She was looking forward to spending the weekend with us at the haunted house. I told my dad I saved for it for just the two of us to go alone but he has made it clear he doesn't want that time with just me anymore. And since that's how he feels, I am sick and tired of time with his family. That he shouldn't worry because that I will be gone soon and he can spend all the time he wants with them and the childish and mean one won't be living here in a few months. He asked why I couldn't just wait and do something else with him. Why spend the money? Why break the plans like that? It's not the first time I've tried to do something with him and he automatically involved everyone or just his stepdaughter in it. I even told him I missed hanging out, just him and me, and it doesn't do shit. I know his wife is upset because her daughter is hurt, because she knows how badly I didn't want her there, and she's also not going now. Am I the arsehole here? Now, one of the things that I've learned whilst reading these stories, I've learned loads of stuff reading these stories, but one of the things I've learned about relationships and blended families is that the one-on-one time is important. I remember a story we covered, it must have been about a year ago, and it always sticks out to me. 
And it was a, a fairly similar situation. I think it was a bigger family and one child wanted to spend more time with their dad. They wanted to go to a show with their dad and the dad kept including the whole family. No, let's make it a family trip. And he's like, no, I just want this time with you to spend it with you like we used to. Because I think it was a bit of a tradition that they used to do every single year. The family and the wife was going up, getting upset and the dad kept backing down to that and letting him come and eventually pushed his son away because of it. And I remember all the comments saying, like from blended families themselves, are saying, no, the one-on-one -on -one time is so incredibly important, especially if they're carrying over traditions like from the previous kind of family kind of thing, if that makes sense. I may have said that completely wrong, but yeah. Teenager from Mars says, I'm not the arsehole. You shouldn't be covering any of the costs of this trip at all. And your dad and his wife are being assholes by downplaying your need for one-on-one -on -one time with your father. Compensate1995 replies to that saying, not the arsehole. The money is yours and you're entitled to spend it on what you want. You aren't obligated to participate in a trip with your sister, let alone pay for it from your pocket. It's good that you stood your ground and didn't let them guilt trip you or force you. Going to the trip with a 14-year-old can also restrict the scary activities which you'll be able to participate in. You have to take that into account. I'm not quite sure that this place suits a kid, although it depends on her character and endurance. I hope that you're pleased with what you bought. At least it stays. The experience of a haunted house is over. ECT Pack says, not the arsehole. Kids in all families are allowed to want one-on-one -on -one time with their family. It is good and healthy and important, and it's even more important in blended families. I'm sorry your dad reacted this way. Nordic Knight says not the arsehole. You were always upfront in your communication. You showed maturity here. Your father has not. I'm sorry your plans were ruined. Midwest Page Turner says not the arsehole. Your dad was a serious arsehole here. To me, the worst part here is that you would have been partially financing her. If they can't afford to go without you, a 17 year old with a probably part-time job, then that is their problem. And one more from Al T. Shorts who says, I'm not the arsehole. You saved up your money to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with your dad. Your dad is trying to keep the peace in his family, but should have told your stepmother that this was a trip for you guys. Navigating blended families is a hard thing. Now, what do you guys make of this story? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. And our next story comes from Perpetually Hangry. Am I the arsehole for wanting to get a hotel when I visit my parents over the holidays? I, 38 male, single, no kids, live in the US. My parents live abroad in a two-bedroom condo. I'd estimate to be 900 to 1,000 square foot. I haven't seen them in over two years due to COVID. I have an older brother who has two kids living in the States. Generally speaking, we are close, loving, and a supportive family. We've all decided to go see our folks for the holidays, which we're all incredibly excited about, and discuss plans, logistics, etc. on a family Zoom call. I let everyone know that I plan on getting a hotel due to the size of the condo and the number of people who will be there. Sleeping arrangement-wise, my parents have a room, brother and kids will have a room, and I will get the couch. Apparently, me happily volunteering to pay for a hotel room across the street from their condo is the same as slapping my mum across the face. She accused me of not wanting to spend time with the family, also telling me they won't be around that much longer, etc, etc. That's not at all why I want a hotel. And I tried explaining. The condo is just small. The hotel is a five minute walk across the street. I can do a couch for a night or two, but we're planning on being there for two weeks and I'm not a college kid anymore. I'm at the age when my back doesn't feel right if I sleep on a couch or an air mattress. Finally, it's not like I have friends there or have an opportunity to ditch the family. I'm literally just one in the hotel to sleep comfortably. Am I the arsehole? 
absolutely not. Sleeping and bad back issues aside, which are an obvious one, so I'm not even going to go into that. I wouldn't want to wake up with a bad back or never slept well, but you, you're also restricted to what time you can stay up till because everyone's staying up late and maybe you want to go to bed, but you can't because everyone's still sitting on your bed. <laughs> I myself, I'm someone who likes a bit of comfort and I like to sleep normally, especially if I'm staying in someone else, someone else's place for two weeks, especially if I'm going for a trip for two weeks, there's no way I'll be sleeping on the couch for two weeks, just I flat out refuse, I don't care what anyone says, not the arsehole to me. Queen Oreo says not the arsehole, there's a point in life where sleeping uncomfortably ruins your day, possibly your week. Get up early, stay late, but sleep comfortably. Lizzie says not the arsehole. Why should you have to sleep in a small condo on a couch when you can check into a hotel right across the street? Two weeks on a couch is far too long. Unit Healthy says not the arsehole. Tell them you're too old and too set in your ways to share a bathroom or sleep on a sofa. They will just have to get over it. Went through the same thing with my in-laws. When the family gathered, upwards of five adults and two children were expected to sleep all over the place and share one bathroom. All these people had much more space and privacy in their own homes and were accustomed to it. I put my foot down. You'd think I'd have thrown a hand grenade through my mother-in-law's living room window or something. I'm sorry, but Christmas or family reunion should be a special and pleasant time. Not a misery of waiting your turn for the bathroom and sleeping on some camping cot. Absolutely, I didn't even think about the bathroom. Waiting in line to go to the toilet in the morning or have a shower or whatever. No, thank you. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Sarah K. Rising says, not the arsehole. Two weeks on a couch would be uncomfortable. MG says, not the arsehole. You're an adult and this is a two-week trip. A couch isn't going to cut it. Your parents are being dramatic. Is your mum usually this manipulative? And let's have one more from Rose of Kiss Engineer who says, not the arsehole. I so feel you. I'm going to be a 40 freaking five in two weeks, but because I'm the single auntie, it's always just assumed that I will take the couch or air mattress. It wreaks havoc on my back. I've started refusing to stay overnight or I get a hotel. Sorry, I don't want to be in pain the next day. Now, what do you guys make of our final story? What are your thoughts and verdicts on all of today's stories if you choose to share them? I would love to know in the comments section below. A huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today. Getting involved in the channel, it means the absolute world. Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 